Second reading is from Psalm 95. The first, well, beginning at the first verse through the seventh verse. O come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. In his hand are the depths of the earth. The heights of the mountains are also his. The sea is his, for he made it, and the dry land which his hands have formed. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker, for he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, the sheep of his hand. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. We're approaching Thanksgiving uh, this week. And I know a lot of us have Thanksgiving traditions. And uh, one of our traditions is we, every other week uh, or every other year, we, we spend the Thanksgiving with Anna's family and with, with my family. And on the years that we do it with my family, we have a tradition of going up to Cataloochee Ranch in Maggie Valley, North Carolina, where my grandmother used to go, and, and, and she brought us there, and so we've been going there for a number of years. And we like to go up there, we get to relax, it's beautiful, a lot of times it snows, which has been fun, and uh, we, we don't have to cook, which is nice. So, uh, we go up to the lodge for Thanksgiving dinner, and we went to, uh, two years ago, when it, was, when it was our turn, we went up to the lodge for the Thanksgiving dinner with the full of the turkey and the stuffing and all the sides. And I, I went to the line, and I, and I got to the place where I get, you know, the meat, and I, I stand up there to, expecting to get my turkey, and they've got beef. They've got a roast beef. I said, I will have the roast beef, please. So I got my roast beef along with the sides and all the good stuff. And I take it back to the table and I sit down and Anna looks at it and she, she's like, you, you didn't get any turkey. I said, I don't like turkey, but I like roast beef. And my sister chimed in and she said, I don't like turkey either. I got roast beef. Now that's not too surprising that she's been eating beef since she had first grew teeth. So that wouldn't be too surprising. But then my mom said, you know what? I got roast beef too. And my dad said, I got roast beef too. We come to find out that none of us really like turkey all that much. Every year we have turkey for Thanksgiving, but none of us really like it. And I tell that story just to think about how we should examine our traditions from time to time to remember why we do them and see if they still hold validity. Because we promised each other that in the future we would not serve turkey at Thanksgiving. For our family, we would serve roast beef. Because that's what we like. I know a lot of us this year are struggling with what to do for our traditional Thanksgiving gathering. A lot of us trying to figure out what should we do, how can we 
get together? Is it safe? Is it right? Should we, how can we do this in a way that's good? And some of us, even more, are struggling with the empty seats that are going to be at the table. With those we've lost in this pandemic, or in this past year, or in just the time recently when we'll come to the table and see the empty seats that are there and be sad. And, and in a year like this, it's a good time to ask ourselves, why do we give thanks? What do we have to be thankful for this year? What do we have to be thankful for this Thanksgiving? Well, except for that we're almost about to enter the last month of the fourth year of 2020. You see, our psalm helps us with deep thankfulness. Deeper thankfulness that is not based on our circumstances. Deeper thankfulness that is not based on what we have on our table, whether it's turkey or beef, or even who is gathered around our table. The psalm invites us to give thanks and praise to God for who God is and what God has done for us. We are reminded to give thanks because God is the maker of all things. For God has made us and everything we see and everything we experience. And so we give thanks for the existence of this world and for the existence of us, of each one of us. The psalmist says, do you like beaches and, 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 and oceans? You're welcome. God made it. Do you like mountains and rivers and forests? You're welcome. God made it. God is the creator of all things, and for that we give thanks. And God is the ruler of all things. God didn't just set things in motion and sit back to watch what happens. No, we believe in a God who actively rules over all humanity, over all the world, who is bringing about His goodwill into our lives and into the world. The psalm says that God is a ruler above all gods. You see, many religions worship gods that are makers of all things and that are rulers of all things, but those gods are often capricious, bringing curses as well as blessings, bringing the bad and the good, and, and you might be feeling more anger this year than thankfulness to God, not understanding why these curses have come upon us. The psalmist then calls us to our God, who is not like those other gods. Our God who makes all things, who rules all things, and yet who cares for each one of us. Who is the, the pe we are the people of his pasture, 
and the sheep of his hand. This image of God as our shepherd tells us three things that are very important. The first is that God cares for us like the shepherd cares for the sheep, offering protection and provision. The second is that we are dependent upon God like the sheep are to the shepherd. There is nothing that we have, nothing that we are, nothing that we can be thankful for without God's providing. And the third is that God provides all that we need just like the pasture provides all that the sheep need. So that when we wake up in the morning, we can have a deep thankfulness that we were able to rest and that we woke up again to a new day and a new life each morning. If we were blessed and fortunate enough to sleep with a roof over our heads and a bed underneath us, we can give thanks to God for that. When we sit down to eat, we can give thanks for the food on the table, a deep kind of thanks that recognizes that the vegetables that we eat come from the sun and the soil and the rain that God provided and the hands that gathered them and brought them to market and brought them to our tables. And we can give thanks for the same that was provided for the animals that we eat, the feed that they ate and the, and the, the ones who took care of them. When we work, we can give thanks that God has given us skill and opportunity to make a living. And when we rest, we can give thanks that God has built rest into the fabric of creation. Because on the seventh day, God rested and built rest into his commands for us that we should take a Sabbath. And even beyond that, we have a deeper thankfulness yet. Because no matter where we are, if we have nothing, we still have comfort and we still have hope. For God came down to walk with us in Jesus Christ. For God came and suffered with us in Jesus Christ, knows what it is to walk the path of suffering, to sacrifice his own life on and our behalf. And our God did sacrifice for love for us and was sacrificed on the cross and there defeated our suffering, our pain, our sin, and our death and was raised Raised to new life, to live again and to reign at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead, which means that we have a future to look forward to. That we have something that is beyond our circumstances, beyond our suffering, beyond 2020, beyond this thanksgiving that we can look to, to give thanks and praise to God for an amazing future where Jesus Christ's reign will be fulfilled and we will know it all. Each of us will see Christ and give a new kind of thanks and praise for the life that we have in the resurrection, for the new world, the new heaven, and the new earth that Jesus is bringing now and bringing 
to fruition in the future. And if we can live into that truth, into that promise, then truly our lives can be, as the psalm calls us, an outpouring of praise and thanksgiving to our God who reigns. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.